it's kind of been like, okay, like this is just the next like iteration of this business, right? Like referrals have gotten me to here and I hit, you know, you hit a glass ceiling and you figure out how to bust through that. It's like, okay, what other levers can I pull? You know, is it SEO? Is it, you know, content? Is it PR? Is it whatever? That's John Doherty. He's the founder of Credo, a platform for connecting great businesses with the best vetted digital marketing consultants and agencies. What John is talking about is the process he went through as a side project that lived in a spreadsheet went from the first $50 referral to a SaaS marketplace that has three times its annual run rate. This is Hack to Start, a podcast that focuses on amazing people who have an interesting story or perspective to share and their insights on how they got to the level of success they have today. Today, we're speaking with John Doherty, an SEO expert who turned his side project into his full-time focus. John got into the industry after returning to the US following an SEO job he took with a Swiss publisher. John then worked at Distilled in NYC before joining Zillow. There, he focused on growing hot pads into their number two brand. Starting off as a team of one, John quickly grew his organization to eight people in just 12 months, increasing the real estate giant's listings visibility by more than 200%. John joins us to share his story what it was like running a nimble team inside of a larger real estate company, some challenges to rapidly growing a team, how he took Credo from a spreadsheet to a full-time company, some of the biggest challenges he's had to face over the last three years as the business model continued to evolve, and much more. So let's get started. Hey, John. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Franco, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. Likewise, really excited to have you on the show, you know, to share your story and what you're currently up to with Credo. But before we dive into that, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Where are you from and what did you study? Well, my name is John Doherty and I am a Denver, Colorado-based entrepreneur, digital marketer. I've been a digital marketer for about nine, eight, nine years now, eight years now about full-time, mostly focusing on SEO, but kind of overseeing all digital marketing and bounced around um, a bunch. But I am originally not from Colorado. I've only lived in Colorado for about seven months now. I'm originally from Virginia on the East Coast of the United States and grew up in a about 35,000, 40,000-person uh, university town called Harrisonburg. And I went to James Madison University, which is actually there in Harrisonburg, to get my bachelor's, got my got my bachelor of arts from there. And I studied uh, what was there called technical and scientific communication. So basically technical writing. So proposal writing and documentation writing and press releases and that just very structured stuff. And they had a concentration called online publications, which is a fancy name for front end web development. So I studied that for about a year and a half. It wasn't it wasn't a computer science degree by any stretch of the imagination, but I learned, you know, HTML, CSS at the time, DHTML, dynamic HTML. This is 10 years ago that I graduated and a bit of JavaScript and jQuery. So yeah, I kind of kind of went from there and uh, got a job at a, at a software company and did tech support for a year and learned uh, how to consult with clients and got some SQL knowledge and then went and helped run a, a book publishing company from Switzerland, actually, uh, for a year um, and then came back to the States and got my first full-time job in SEO um, in 2010. But I'd started doing it at that uh, publishing company in uh, 2008, 2009. Wow. So what prompted you to move to Colorado? 
So we were in, my wife and I were living in San Francisco and we moved there end of 2013 from Brooklyn, uh, where I had spent two and a half years working for an agency. And then I got hired uh, by Zillow and my wife and I, at the time, girlfriend became fiance and a month later became my wife. And we moved to, to San Francisco and I ran marketing on hophabs.com, which is a, a rentals startup owned that had been acquired by Zillow and then ran growth, SEO, email, et cetera, on Trulia Rentals for about five or six months. So yeah, we were there and then um, I actually got laid off and we bunch of moves you know internally i got back from vacation in europe and next day got laid off and decided to start my own company and then we were just ready to be back near the mountains and my wife and i are big skiers and uh, we just like the you know slower pace of life we're actually able to have a, a house with an extra you know bedroom that's my office and a yard for the dog and and all that good stuff and just be an hour from skiing and you know awesome rock climbing and hiking and all that so um, that's why we moved sounds awesome the the latter part at least about being in colorado anyway Totally. Yeah, we, we love it. It's been it's been a great move. It's definitely been the right move for us. And uh, Colorado actually has a pretty cool I and mean, pretty decent tech scene um, as well. So that's been that's been great to get involved in. So going back to your education and breaking into the web 10 years ago, where did your passion for SEO and tech come from? Yeah, it's a great it's a great question. So I as I said, I got back from Europe in 2010 and got my first job full time working in SEO. I really took to it simply because it, it kind of combined and required all the different skills that I had amassed over the years of especially like with consulting, the uh, being able to write documents that make sense. The technical side really played to my developer uh, background, uh, even still tendencies towards, you know, just building things. Um, and then also building an audience and really using that to, you know, to build businesses. And then that just kind of dovetailed into, into tech and, uh, and startups where, you know, really seeing the power of building an audience. And the reason why startups don't succeed is because they can't build an audience and they can't get customers. So I, I really felt like that was, you know, that's a, it's a superpower um, to be able to do that, to be able to generate uh, an audience. Just like, I mean, it's also a superpower to be able to build uh, build app custom applications online. So yeah, so, so it just kind of, and, and I credit some of my, uh, you know, getting into the tech world and all that to people that I worked with at Distilled in New York City because, you know, we, I started going to tech meetups and, and that sort of thing. Absolutely. So speaking about Distilled for a quick minute, what was that experience like at that point in your career? Man, it was it was absolutely amazing. I loved working for Distilled. Was there about two and a half years and got to do got to do a ton. Met, you know, had a bunch of coworkers that are st I'm still super close with. Um, you know, I, I just talked with I've talked to two of them today actually. That you know I haven't worked with them for four about four years now, um, and we're still in close we're still in contact frequently. And I'll meet up with them at you know cities abroad if we happen to be there at the same time. And it was it was great. It really like distilled really gave me a platform um, to spread my wings and really get a lot of experience very quickly. Work with a lot of cool clients. Write on some really cool you know really cool websites. I got to write on Moz basically whenever I wanted to, and you know the distilled blog, and you know met a lot of just really like influential and smart and awesome and awesome people. And I quite simply would not be where I am today without that you know relationships uh, that I built um, through that. Yeah, that's really cool. So in 2013, you ended up joining Zillow, as you mentioned. Can you tell us more about, you know, how that opportunity came about? Yeah, so Zillow is the the largest real estate brand in the United States. They they just dominate, and they they now own a, a bunch of brands. There's probably nine, ten, eleven brands, both on the B two C and B two B side, um, under the Zillow Group umbrella. So I ended up joining them. It, it's kind of funny how it all how it all how life just kind of works out. I um, I was at MozCon in 20, which is Moz's uh, customer conference every year. I was there in Seattle in 2013 and met. Uh, started talking to this guy. He's not a not an SEO himself. His name's Kyle, um, and uh, he 
was the uh, director of B2B marketing for or director of marketing for Zillow Group Rentals. And uh, I was talking to him for like five, 10, 15 minutes. And if you've been to MozCon, you know that like that's a long conversation. About 10 minutes in, he's like, so I'm hiring for uh, an SEO manager for uh, for hophats.com. Are you interested? Like just straight up ask me. Um, nice. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, you know, I'm pretty happy where I am, but uh, you know, I love New York and not really looking to move, but here's my card. Like, you know, there's been a great conversation. Let's keep in touch. So that was like a Thursday. And so I got back to New York like Friday night or Saturday and Tuesday I was at work and then my phone rings and I step out to take it. He's like, Hey, it's Kyle from Zillow. I was like, Hey Kyle, what's up? He's like, so I was serious about that SEO manager job at Hotpad. We want to fly you out to San Francisco to interview if you're interested. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Uh, I went home that evening and talked to my girlfriend at the time and my wife. And, uh, She's like, check it out. She's like, well, you know, what are the chances you'll take it? I was like, I was like 10%. Like I've never even been to San Francisco and, you know, like I, I really enjoy what I'm doing at Distilled and, you know, I was open to a change and basically long story short, they ended up flying me out there a couple of times and yeah, it was just, it was the right, it was the right move for me uh, professionally, chance to build a team. And, you know, they, they asked me, they're like, at the end of my first day of interviews out there, the CMO had flown down, the Zillow CMO had flown down, was interviewing me. She had actually ended up becoming my boss for about 18 months. And she's, her name's Amy. She's absolutely fantastic. Um, and she was like, so how would you feel about being Hotpad's SEO manager? And I looked at her uh, and was like, you know what, if you offer me an SEO only job, like I'm not interested, like you need much bigger than that, than that here. And I'm interested in building a team and building like a whole marketing org and really like making a run at this. And you're not just going to get there through SEO. And she's like, okay, that's honest. And so they ended up offering me an online marketing manager. Um, and I took that position, moved to San Francisco. And then over the course of the next 12 months, built out an eight person marketing team, email content, SEO, link building and PR. So it was, uh, it was, it was quick, man. It was, it was quite the, quite the run, but it was, uh, I learned so much. Sounds exciting and huge. So where did hot pads fit into that bigger picture at Zillow? Yeah. So, um, as I said, Hotpads is a, uh, a rentals website. They also have for sale listings on there, but primarily a rentals website. They're bought by Zillow and end of 2012 and they really needed to scale up their traffic. And so they ended up, you know, hiring me. And so it kind of fit into the bigger picture in that Zillow was primarily for sale, wanted to get into the rental space. And they ended up acquiring a few companies in that space, B2B and B2C and Hotpads was their biggest like B2C focus, like consumer focused rental brand. Um, and so they wanted to make it bigger. At the time it was the number two brand in the portfolio. And but then, then they bought Trulia, you know, a year and a half later, and that became the number two brand. But you know, we, we saw a lot of we saw a lot of growth. We did a lot of cool things with uh, you know with SEO and a bunch of like SEO A B testing that people had always talked about, but I'd never actually gotten to do and not many people were doing. So, you know, testing stuff um, kind of at scale and, and making interesting discoveries and changes. And, you know, it was, it was really fun getting to kind of build out what the more like, really figuring out like what are the important hires that we need to make and then who's the right person to hire. And I, I definitely made made my own share of mistakes and looking back would have done a few things differently. But, you know, I, I think the way that we that we went at it, you know, long term, I actually got to eventually was able to, to hire some engineers, like software developers, just focused on growth. So SEO and email marketing, which was just fantastic. And, you know, was one of the, the first people to really do that now, I mean, everyone's talking about how like a growth team is a product team and you have to have, you know, your, your marketers, but then also your developers and your PMs and, and all of that. And I really like learned that through experience. And so it was just like hugely, uh, you know, hugely valuable for me moving forward. And yeah, learning how to like build a team, hiring the right people. Yeah, I, I think I, I mean, I personally grew up and, and we did some really, you know, cool stuff on the marketing front there. Yeah, that definitely sounds like a great experience. So exploring more of what it was like to run, you know, your own team instead of a larger organization. If you were to look back, how would you, you know, reprioritize things to continue to grow and accomplish as much as you did in those first 12 months? 
Yeah, it's a it's a good it's a good question. Um, so Hot Pads was when I joined, it was the Hot Pads organization was only 18, 18 or 19 people. And within 18 months, I was on Hot Pads for 18 months and we grew it to we tripled the size of the organization. So, you know, I built my team went from me to eight engineering team grew a bunch. We hired, you know, a, a PM, hired a designer, a couple of designers, actually. And so like, you know, it was, it was a time of rapid change for the company, but it was also really interesting in that, like we were a startup, you know, like a, a separate organization within the broader Zillow group, which when I joined was 600, I was like number 620 or something. And by the time I left two years later, it was over 2000. So it was just like rapid, rapid growth, which was really cool. And we're, and basically I was given like carte blanche just to, to go and, you know, pour money on the fire and, uh, not, well, not pour money on the fire, but like put resources towards, you know, towards growth and really like make a run at improving traffic and email retention and, and all of that stuff. So yeah, I think, I think if I could, if I could go back, um, I learned a lot about like hiring and the kinds of people that I needed to hire and that fit within that sort of like organization. And I need, and also just like who I work well with. And I needed, cause I realized like when I made the right hires, I was able to very quickly step back. Like when I hired my SEO manager, she's, she's still there and she's, she's a phenomenal SEO and, and marketer. And, you know, I've been running SEO there for a year at that point and been building the team and basically got to the point where I couldn't do it anymore. So I hired her and within three to four weeks, I was like, she was just running it. She was just running with it. And I'm like, great. Like, let's think through problems together. If you need my help. Um, you know, she was very good at coming to me and, you know, we kind of pound through, you know, the fun technical, like large scale technical SEO problems that we dealt with. But I also knew that she could handle it versus like there were some positions that I had to manage more. I had to micromanage more. In retrospect, those people weren't in the right positions. And so, you know, I, I would have hired a couple of those positions differently, but you know, that's all. And, and honestly would have made like quicker decisions about someone not being the right fit. And I think that's something that like, that I personally did not do well when I was there and something that I, that I'm trying to get that I've tried to get better at over the last couple of years as well. Yeah, that's definitely something that you know you need to develop experience in before you can really excel at it. Yep, for sure. So today you're the founder of Credo. So what is Credo all about and what motivated you to start it? So Credo is best thought of as a marketplace, as a, a subscription marketplace. So basically we are, um, we're matchmakers where we help businesses that are looking to hire a digital marketing agency or consultant with the, the agent, the vetted agencies or consultants that do that kind of work within the budget that they have. So if someone comes to us and says like, you know, I own a, an e-commerce shop and we do 500 grand a year in revenue and we want to take it to a million and a half. We've never really done, you know, SEO or link building or, you know, had any content marketing or anything like that. $2,000 a month to spend. It's like, great, I can find you, you know, an agency that can, you know, help you out with all that stuff. So I started it actually in February of 2013, because I, so when I was at Distilled, I had a couple of consulting clients on the side as well. And basically got to a point in like November, 2012, where I didn't need the money anymore. And I basically realized that I was 28 living single living in Brooklyn and spending two weekends a month uh, in my apartment by myself doing work for clients that uh, I, I didn't you know need the money that they were paying me um, and I wanted I wanted time in my life I wanted margin in my life and so started getting rid of them or just told them that like hey I'm stopping consulting in December and they asked me well who should we work with and I didn't have a good answer and uh, and then I had other people coming to me through my own personal blog at that time, which is which is still up. They were asking me who they should work with as well, and I was like, well, I don't know. And so I literally built out a Google sheet of people that I knew that did good work, budgets they worked with, and all that. And started sending them clients, um, and then basically realized I was like, wait a minute, like lead generation could be a big business, and got in a, a project that was a 
a perfect fit for my friend Brandon that owns Wallaroo Media in Utah. It was basically like, hey man, would you, I just got in this uh, project, would you want to pay 50 bucks? Would you be willing to pay 50 bucks for the intro? He's like, yeah, what's your PayPal? And so three minutes later, I had 50 bucks in my account, made the intro, he closed the client and I went and bought a domain name. That's amazing. That easy, huh? I mean, yeah, th that easy, but like, you know, four, four or five months between the time that like, I started like passing projects on to the time that I, you know, got that first, got that first revenue and realized that it could be a business. And then, you know, bought a domain name and put up like a really bad looking website that stayed that way for a while. Yeah. It's just, I don't, I don't know. It, I kind of, you know, I kind of fell into it and realized that it, you know, could be a thing. And then even going in house, I was just kept thinking, you know, thinking about it and I'm sure we're going to get on to uh, going full time on it, but I went full time on it September, 2015 after, after I got laid off. So yeah, really, I, I just, Started off solving my own solving my own problem and literally started it on a on a Google spreadsheet. That's awesome. So I guess speaking of that, like how did you go from a Google spreadsheet to a full time gig? Because it sounds like it lived as you know a bit of a side project for a while. Oh, it's absolutely a side project. It was a side project for two and a half years. So there, geez, there have been so many steps in the in the process. But yeah, originally it was that like it was that it was just a, a couple page website that I manually built out pages targeting you know like SEO consultants and whatever and wrote some copy for it to uh, then I put gravity forms on the site and started, you know, basically like driving people there, you know, through search and, you know, content and all of that. Uh, and, you know, a project would come in and I would discuss what they needed with them and then introduce them to people and basically would take a commission on closed projects. So I went from the, you know, paper lead to like commission on closed projects and then worked on it for basically full time for a couple of weeks in between distilled and Zillow. Basically like I have trouble uh, sitting still or I had trouble at the time sitting still. I've gotten a lot better at it. But I worked on it for a couple of weeks and started at uh, at Hophads. And yeah, we would put a little bit of time into it, a couple hours a month, or a couple hours every other month for the next couple of years. But I always knew that there could be more there. And so um, I had actually been on vacation in Europe, as I said, right before I got laid off and was rereading The 4-Hour Workweek uh, by Tim Ferriss, which is one of my favorite books. I reread that about every six months now. But I was reading that when we were in Italy and kind of put together, just realized that like, I wasn't happy doing what I was doing and really wanted to give work for myself a go. And so kind of put together like a bit of an exit plan and, you know, it was like, all right, I'm going to double down on, at the time it was called Hire Gun, actually. I rebranded it to Credo in uh, January, 2016. But then I got, we got back from, uh, from Europe on Sunday and I got laid off Monday afternoon, told my wife about that evening. And she's like, what are you going to do? I was like, well, I have three months of severance and I'm going to give work for myself a go. I want to see what this can turn into. And so, yeah, basically long story short, I picked up a bunch of consulting to kind of cover, you know, cover my bills and got myself a bunch of runway and then just went to work on the site. I launched public uh, agency and consultant profiles in November of 2015, did a product hunt launch. I rebranded in January of 2016 and the business was still a commission business. So when I sent a project and it closed, I'd get a, a percentage of what the uh, what the client was paying the agency or consultant. And then I changed it to being a uh, more of a full-fledged platform where like a project could come in and uh, you know we'd, I'd vet it and then it would be set live on the platform and then agencies consultants on the platform would get an email about it. They could contact them through the platform. Um, and it became a, a subscription product in May of 2016. So yeah, it's just, it's gone through a ton of, you know, ton of iterations. We're still like working hard on it. I'm about to do uh, uh, kind of get my head down and, and work on the next, uh, the next stage, um, which is going to be pretty exciting. But uh, yeah, we're, you know, we just recently shipped text message notifications for agencies and consultants because like email to 
deliverability sucks. It's, it's really, you know, really hard. And, and uh, I think, build, you know, building a business that relies on it is, um, is pretty scary. So I, I, I always try to hedge my bets. And, you know, I have traffic from a variety of diverse sources and, you know, trying to, uh, you know, always have like that, that fallback to any uh, failure points. So yeah, so it's gone from $50 charge in, uh, you know, direct to my, my personal PayPal account in February 2013 to um, last month, uh, the software side of business did about $25,000 in, uh, in revenue. So um, it's, uh, it's been a journey, man, that's for sure. That's incredible. So I guess I'm always interested in how people actually get started. You know, for example, you've obviously got a lot more of a background in SEO than most founders do. So when you first put up that site, was that what helped you get those first customers? Or was there ever a point where you're like wondering if this thing was going to work outside of your initial network? Yeah, it's great. It's a great question. So I actually think that it's always kind of going to be about my network simply because I've, you know, I've, I've been in the digital world for a long time and I know a lot of people um, in the digital marketing world, but it's definitely changed like how I thought about, you know, getting, getting new projects and, you know, kind of generating traffic to the site. So for, for a long time, it was also referrals and, you know, did a lot working with agencies and agencies sending me like individual consultants sending clients they couldn't take too creative to find someone because they knew that I would take care of them. And that definitely still happens, but it's become a, a much smaller piece of the pie. I've worked a lot more on a lot of, a lot more content marketing, a lot more like PR related stuff, you know, trying to get a lot more like bylines on entrepreneur and the next web and, and things like that. But then also doing a lot more like, you know, SEO related stuff and really building out the full, you know, the full website. And, you know, I shipped a big change about three weeks ago and doubled to tripled traffic going to my like conversion oriented like Dallas, Texas SEO agencies pages, right? Like built out that like whole set. Um, and so really like I focused hard on the on the relationship side for a long time. And the first projects were literally people coming wanting to work with me and me sending them to my friends. Um, and so that 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 has changed, but it, it wasn't like any big shift. It's kind of been like, okay, like this is just the next like iteration of this business, right? Like referrals have gotten me to here and I hit like, you know, you hit a glass ceiling and you figure out how to bust through that. So like, okay, what other levers can I pull? You know, is it SEO? Is it, you know, content? Is it PR? Is it whatever? Um, and, and honestly, man, that's come those like breaking through those, those glass, uh, glass ceilings has come from talking to people smarter than myself. It's been through talking to mentors like Chris Lemma, um, who's big in the WordPress space has been a mentor of mine. Dan Martell, who founded Clarity.fm and a few other startups has been super helpful. Uh, Andy Drish of the foundation is my, uh, is my, uh, my business coach. Um, so really like, Talking to people that are, that are a lot smarter than me has really like helped me get through the different stages. That's really cool to hear. And so speaking of those phases, you know, which you described in terms of glass ceilings, I'm also interested in the shift, you know, between business models. What was it like moving between those business models and what's it like running a SaaS company today? Oh man, it was, it was hard, uh, making that, making that shift. Mostly, honestly, I was concerned about how my like agencies, like how my customers were going to deal with it. And, and they all ended up taking it really well. Like, you know, I, I basically spent a couple months, like just heads down in not doing a ton of like content, not doing a ton of marketing, just building, you know, the new product. And the hardest part was just not telling people about it, you know, and then like slowly bringing people in and making sure I was building the right thing and all of that. But, you know, I had a pretty good intuition from what I had seen over the previous six months of running it, like what was needed, at least like in, at first. And then that's, that's definitely being furthered, but it was, it was tough, but you know, my, my whole system honestly is built on WordPress. It's very, like very custom now, but like the base is the base is WordPress. And I have some, you know, plugins and such that have just been instrumental to my business, um, you know, and, and being able to build what I built, how I built it. But uh, yeah, it's been a bunch of like just kind of tying systems together and really like thinking through logically the um, how do I allow people to communicate with each other and how does this integrate into email systems? And, you know, I've learned a, learned a ton about, you know, about product and, 
and all of that. So it's been, but it was great because I, number of projects coming into the platform was growing every single month, but but actually my revenue started going down, uh, which is when I was like, man, I'm like, I'm really, you know, I, I basically thought the business was going to fold um, in like March of 20, 2016. And then I talked to Chris and he's like, why are you doing it that way? Like do it this way. And I was like, oh, huh. You're right. And so two months later, I made the shift. Um, and basically, I went from uh, I hit 5k a month in revenue, uh, 5k in revenue in December of 2015. By March, it had gone down to $3,500. And by September of 2016, I had hit six figures, um, six figure annual run rate. And now I'm almost 3x that. Um, yeah, it's been but but it was great because you know, I, I made the shift, you know, I grandfathered people in for free for, you know, 30 or 60 days. And then, you know, brought new people on, had a better like onboarding and vetting system in place, uh, which still needs work. But, you know, you, you have to start it, right? You get it to a point where, where it starts and then you can you can uh, iterate from there. And I, uh, uh, yeah, just just went from there. And it ended up, you know, two months later, I was I told my wife, I was like, man, I'm running a completely different business than I was before. And this is, you know, this is awesome. That's really cool. So you've mentioned a few people who've played, you know, a bit of a role in helping you evolve the way you were thinking about your business along the way. How did you seek that mentorship out? Was that something that, you know, you just knew you had to do or did it happen more organically for you? It's both. Uh, I knew that I needed to start talking to people smarter than me, people that had done it before because I didn't have all the answers. It was taking me forever to, to find answers. And, you know, I figured if I could expedite my learning curve, I should do that. So, yeah, I mean, people like Dan, um, I, you know, I just reached out to and he was super nice to hop on the phone with me. Chris Lemma was a, an introduction from a friend in San Francisco who was like, oh, you're building that in the WordPress space. You should talk to Chris. And we hopped on the phone and Chris changed my business. And then Andy, I actually read some of his stuff, signed up to his email list and then uh, responded to it. He had a drip email that was like, what's your biggest problem, you know, that you're dealing with? I'd love to write about it. I try to, you know, write what my readers want me to write. And he responded was like, Hey, I see you're at, you know, this in revenue and, you know, trying to grow. Um, my sweet spot is growing businesses from 150 K a year to 750 K a year. And I'm taking on a couple of consulting clients right now. Do you want to chat about it? And so, yeah, we've been working together for about seven months now. So yeah, it's, it's kind of been a, you know, some luck, but also mostly my network um, of people and all, you know, all relationships. So you mentioned earlier that you guys have been heads down lately. Can you share a bit more about what's next for the company? I've, I've been thinking a lot about like the future of Credo and really what I've, what I've realized is like, you know, I've gotten to a certain point with the business, um, you know, with making matches and all of that. But, you know, th there have definitely been some things that, that haven't been that I haven't nailed. Um, and so I'm really thinking through, you know, things like how do I you know, help agencies close better business? How do we reduce the amount of time that it takes from the time a, a project comes in to the time it gets introduced to people? Um, and then also like, how does the business grow as like the number of, you know, projects and amount of, you know, money and such, you know, kind of, kind of being generated, you know, for the, like with these projects, like how do I, how do I kind of capitalize on that and really make it a better, like make the credo model make more sense for more people while at the same time, maintaining a, a super high focus on quality, both on the you know, on the demand side, on people looking to hire, you know, not putting any of like the, I need a social media strategy for $100 a month. And that includes my social media spend, um, you know, none of that stuff. But then also like, you no know, like agencies or consultants that want to pay $100 and, you know, sign 10 clients in a month, right? Just like tr really trying to get like, get the right people on board um, and have expectations managed well all around. Um, so yeah, th those are some of the problems that I'm thinking through. And, you know, it'll be, it'll be exciting to see where it ends up. That's great. We'll have to stay tuned in that case. So on the note of growing as an entrepreneur, an individual, and as a business leader, do you have any recommendations of great content that you've come across? You, you know, earlier you mentioned the four hour work week, but are there any other resources that you keep coming back to? 
Yeah, uh, I mean, the four-hour work week is definitely um, is definitely one. Another book that I've read that I love is just talking about being an entrepreneur and just I mean, being an entrepreneur can be really hard. Is uh, the hard thing about hard things um, by That's Ben Horowitz book. of Andreessen Horowitz? Yeah, it's fantastic. Book, one of my favorites. I read a lot of like I'm beginning reading a lot more like a lot less like SEO focused stuff and marketing focused stuff and more so like you know around like different business models and um, and all of that. So. Like Ramit Sethi of I Will Teach You to Be Rich, his stuff has been really like really useful for me, especially around like copywriting. And there's this guy, Josh, Joshua Harris, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah. Jo- Joshua Harris, who's a really good like email marketer. Um, I subscribe to his daily emails and that's been really helpful in thinking about like marketing and, and all of that in a, in, a, in a fuller way than just like, here's how you build out your taxonomy so that you can rank for all these keywords, right? Like at this point, I'm like, I, I know that stuff and I'm looking for like stuff to take me to the next level, right? I'm not trying to 10% grow my company. I'm trying to, to 10X grow my company. So yeah, his stuff has been has been great. And then people like Brennan Dunn, who's been who's doing a lot, he's a W freelancing. He's doing a lot around like personalization within products um, has been really, been really cool. Um, to read uh to read his stuff as well so yeah that, that that's the sort of stuff that i that i read these days i'm also reading a biography of john rockefeller and that's absolutely fascinating um so you know just just learning like kind of the, getting into the minds of these people that built like huge empires you know in business so do you have any last thoughts or personal models that you live by and you think other people should know about so one that's definitely come to come to mind in the last like in the last couple of months is around um uh, you know business is all about who you know um, it's 100% about who you know, and really like not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to get, you know, not trying to get things from people, but really trying to, you know, give as much as I can. And when you give as much as you can, you also get a ton back, you know, from the from the right people. So I definitely try to like connect and make friends with and be good to people that are the best in the world at what they do, whether that's content or product or business or or whatever. So, you know, really connecting with those people that are at the top of their game. Like you are definitely, people say it, but I absolutely believe it. Like you are, you are the, the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with or the, or, you know, in business, it's the, the people that you, you know, spend the most time like, you know, reading and, you know, reading their stuff and, you know, interacting with and all that. So, you know, and, and as I was saying earlier, like, mentors I've met and people that have really made a difference in my business. It's all been through relationships. It's all been personal intros from people that I know and trust. So I think that's, I think that's one thing that I'm just like constantly keeping in mind. And then another big one that's been top of mind recently is, you know, what are you building and why are you building it? Um, you know, really like what's the long, you know, what's the longer term vision of, of your business? And does that jive with who you are personally? Dan Martell talked about it as product founder fit people people talk about product market fit but he talked about product founder fit where you know if if what you're building isn't jiving with like who you are as a person and what your personal values are then you're building the wrong thing and you actually need to make a a big change um so you know that's that's definitely uh uh, something that i think founders should kind of step back and, and look at like is you know am i building the business that i'm proud of you know and is it like is it true to who i am as a person and like who i want people to, to think of me as so I, th- I think those are some that that people can take away and kind of go and, and think on absolutely that's great advice and great things to think about john thanks so much for joining us on the show today and sharing your story with us really appreciate it franco my pleasure thanks for having me If you've enjoyed this podcast, we'd love to hear about it and have you share it with friends. Find us on Facebook or Twitter at hack to start or drop us a line, hey at hacktostart.com. You can also subscribe to avoid missing any future episodes by finding Hack to Start on Apple Podcasts, Breaker Audio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening.